Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Well, last month I was talking about trust, okay? And um, this scripture um, really kind of touched my life when I was reading it, and I, 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 it was Proverbs, and we can look at it, it's Proverbs, I'm going to pull it up in maybe a different translation, so let me, let me do this first, because I like this translation, but I think, I think the, um, the Proverbs, I think I like it better in um, a different translation than I have, so just give me a minute here, it's Proverbs 19, amen, In Proverbs 19, um, verse 2, Proverbs 19, verse 2, and I I liked it in the Passion a little bit better than I liked it in, uh, I have a couple of things, Proverbs 19, verse 2, the best way to live is with revelation knowledge, for without it, you'll grow impatient and run right in the error. Okay, and, 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 and what it's meaning is impatience will get you into trouble. Okay, the best way to live is with revelation knowledge. Because if you don't have revelation knowledge, you're going to become impatient in this season you're in, and you'll probably make a mistake. So, it gets frustrating sometimes when me and you are in a hurry, but God's not. God's never in a hurry, Okay. So, like, you know, like a thousand, like a, a day is like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day. Come on, man, right? That's like agony. Um, but, but let's be straight. Let's be straight. It's the truth, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, God's not speeding up just because you're impatient, you know? It's like God's not like, oh, 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 okay, it's not happening fast enough. Let me do something about it. No, God's like, hey, man, this ain't going to be your timing. It's my timing. And we have to trust God in the timing of life. It's so important. It's useless for me and you to try to speed God up. Okay? That's big. So, I got another one for you, and you you could stay right here. If you go to Psalms, and we talked about this, but if you go to Psalms 37, okay? And, um, it says, it's a passion's good, because it says, quiet your heart in his presence. Psalm 37, 7, I kind of like it. One translation says, resist in the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. This says, quiet your heart in his presence and pray. Keep hope alive as long, right, alive as you long for God to, con- to come through for you. Isn't that, you know what I mean? One translation says, resist in the Lord and wait patiently for an act. Okay? Don't, don't, don't get in trouble. Don't get moving too quick. Verse 8, look what it says here. Stay away from anger and revenge and keep envy far from you, for it only leads you into lies. Right? One translation says, 
don't fret or worry, it only leads to harm. So we understand that this resting act is an act of faith. We can get there. So it means that you're waiting on God, and it's kind of like you have peace with the moment of where we're going. You know? Sometimes we come into these storms of life, and when we do, we usually, you know, when we hit these storms of life, it seems like, right, you know, here comes fret, here comes fear, here comes all this stuff. Why? Because when we, we kind of hit the storms or the circumstances or the obstacles, or even if you're just mind dealing with something you need victory in, we understand this, that sometimes we get too far away from faith. We've got to get back to faith, okay? But sometimes, you know, if you're not careful, this stuff will keep you up at night. God said, don't worry, don't fret, rest in me, rest in the timer, and remember, I am always with you, and you can always trust my timing. That's big, okay? And then we talked about entering into rest, and we talked about casting your cares all month, and we talked about staying away from worry, and we talked about staying in peace, and we started giving you the proper perspective, um, you know, about how we could stay focused on trust, but God really stirred my heart in this was that we got to be careful we never become emotionally led. Now, this is big because um, it's going to take you to um, a maturity, okay? And I want you to look at this. Go to, um, go to Galatians chapter 5. And we could probably start reading. Let me look at this because this could be long if I'm not. And I, and I, and I, you can look at Galatians 5, 16. King James is great. It'll read, it'll read pretty clear. Don't, they'll understand what I'm saying. So look what it says. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, now here's the big thing, right? Um, carnal Christianity is dangerous because it's immaturity. Okay? So carnal, carnal Christians complain a lot. They're flesh ruled. They're body ruled. So you got you to gotta be careful you don't become flesh ruled. You want to walk in the spirit, not your flesh. This I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary to one to another. So you cannot do the things you want to do. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest with your deeds. Now look what he says flesh acts are. Adultery. Oh no, the devil made me do it. No, the devil didn't make you do nothing. Your flesh did it. Fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, flesh, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, strife is flesh, seditions, heresies, envying, murder, flesh, Drunkenness, flesh. Problems with alcohol, that's flesh, guys. Stop blaming the devil and start understanding it's your flesh. Right? 
That's what people don't want to hear. Oh, you know, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm just doing this. No. God told you, and like such, of the which I tell you before, as I also told you in time past, that they that do those things will not enter into the kingdom, inherit the kingdom of God. And then he goes on to say what the fruit of the Spirit is. Right? What's the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, faith, meekness. Come on. Against such there is no Lord, law. And they that are Christ have done what? Crucified the flesh with its affections and lust. So he said, these are the acts of the flesh. And if you crucify your flesh, you won't have these acts no more. Okay, so here's the deal. What if I still got those acts in certain areas? Well, then you're still carnal. So what I want you to kind of, you know, like it's, it's kind of like going up. What I'm trying to get you to see, and I really want you to understand, is this. And it's very, very important that to spiritually grow, you start losing your opinion, you start losing your own desire, you start losing your own guidance, and you really start leaning on God that I'm only going to really think like what God thinks, say what God says, act like God, be like God, because you are God, okay? So, so this is kind of like what I was feeling was, well, what do I do with my emotions since my emotions are connected to my soul, they sometimes can derail where faith's trying to take me because instead of um, operating my life out of a place of faith, I'm operating my life out of the flesh and therefore I'm, I'm not going to be able to produce the right beliefs to get me where I want to go because the law of the spirit of life in Christ needs faith to get you there. And the law of sin and death can produce nothing. So you got to think about this and ask yourself the question, am I in life in peace and saying what God's saying, or am I in death, despair, destruction, because I'm not saying what God said. So you got to pull this all in. Why? Because when you emotionally lose currency... Your mouth is dangerous. So you kind of almost get fed up. Every single person you and I see in this Bible that got a little fed up, just depressed, but they, their mouths, once your mouth starts talking wrong, your body's going there, it's a law. The enemy knows it. So look what it says in 90 verse 11, passion. Okay? Because I want to talk to you about your emotions. says about the Lord, you know, but he says something there I like. He said something, something you and I have to understand that our emotions maybe aren't, well, obviously they're not real. They could be real. You know what I mean? Sometimes you feel an emotion that's real. And the reason why you feel emotions that are real is because sometimes you go through stuff, but that doesn't mean it's the end of the truth. So Psalms 90, verse 11 Passion translation, I like it. I think, it's, I think it brings it there. Lord, who fully knows the power of your passion and the intensity of your emotions? 
So God's saying, look, I got passion. I got emotion. There's nothing wrong with having emotions. You just can't be governed by them. There's nothing wrong with having passion. It's good. It's a force. But you can't be governed by it. Look what it says in Ephesians 4.26 about it, passion and emotions. Passion translation, I like that, right? The passion for the passion. Passion 4.26, Ephesians. Don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be the fuel for revenge. Not for even a day. So don't let passion of your emotions. So your emotions create passion. That's good when it's something you're, like, if you have an emotional response to God and it produces passion to go seek him, that's good stuff. If you have, now some emotions need to be governed because they're not on the right thing and it could cause problems. So if you got in a relationship, let's say, and you got the wrong passion going, then guess what? That can lead you to a bad place. So you got to govern your passions, govern your emotions. So there's nothing wrong with human desire, but you cannot allow yourself to be governed by human desire. Okay? Because your affection and your emotions and your desires are all kind of kind up kind of kind of bunched up in one but now as a christian my life and your life is controlled by god's will not by how we feel so it's funny right i was just talking to somebody and um people are so negative you know like you really got to watch the negative people around you um i think it's kind of almost like it's comical but like you know like people sometimes a lot of people are not rejoicing. So I just had this conversation with somebody. It was funny. I said, um, it was something that was really, really good. It was a really great thing. And everybody was excited about the win. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, the guy that, the guy that did the, um, the guy that had this event. Let me just tell you, I can't tell you names or nothing like that because I I feel like it's not appropriate. But this guy had an event, right? The event was phenomenal. Best results, best turnout, best response. I mean, phenomenal, right? And one, one of the people that were on the team was negative. And I'm going... So it was, it was kind of like, so here's this board, you know, board of people. They're all, they're all like top shelf people in the company, right? And they're like, you know, everybody's pumped. From the, the CEO to the doorman in the company. He's like, this was the best event we ever had. We had, um, you know, hundreds of people. We've never had a better response. We never had a better this. We never had a better that. This is, a, everybody's like, win, 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 you know, win. And somebody on the team was totally, like, negative. And I was like, okay, all right. And they kind of, like, were, brought it to my attention, you know. And when it got to my attention, 
you know, because I don't know all the intricate parts of what's going on, but I got enough smarts in me with God to go, how could somebody be at that level of the company and be, and this was my question to the people that asked me. I said, how can you be in that environment and come up with that response? And they looked at me and they were like, well, you know, I made excuses. I said, no. I said, that person is selfish and all they care about is themselves. Wow. And I'm going to tell you another thing. They're a big stinking baby. Whoa. And you go, how do you come across with that? Because all you think is inward reflection. This is how it affected me. I had to stay, you know, later. I had, no, 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 no. You're selfish. And your emotional responders are responding selfishly. So instead of being like, great, yay, team, you're an emotional basket case. So then I'm going to go back around, right? I'm going to kind of trail it back and go, this person causes this in this organization at least every six months, correct? How did you know? Because they're a baby, they're immature. And when you're a baby, Brother Higgins got a great book um, about spiritual maturity. It talks about you're in the baby stages of God, you're in like the infancy of God, you're in a maturing with God, and then you're in your adulthood with God. And, and, and just like a baby, like a physical baby, your maturity must spiritually go up. So you're going to deal with this stuff. So here's what I want to do. I want to find, I probably get, I, I mean, I think every one of us, once we become a Christ follower, we need to be controlled by God's will, not how we feel. Right? So let's ask her. So I asked myself some questions that I feel like, because look, there could be some things like, I probably do it too. You know what I mean? Well, God, why is it not here yet? Why am I going through this? Why do I feel this? Why? It's always with the voice of reason. And you got to be careful because when you're angry, upset, and frustrated, and you're feeling some sort of way, you cannot allow yourself, to, like, you could be working on something. Like, you ever see this? Like, you ever see this? It's so good, right? Um, you ever see somebody build a company? Okay, and they, they build it all their life. And the guy has one bad day. One bad emotional day. And blows the whole thing. I, I, I just was seeing something. Guy started a company from scratch. Built the company to be a millionaire, multi-millionaire, and the guy had a bad day. Behind closed doors, in a meeting, he let his flesh get the best of him. They removed him as CEO. His, 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 he's, he's done with the deal, and he built it. One bad emotional day, and he blew the whole thing in 40 years of work. You can't have a bad emotional day. I'm telling you, man, what are you going to undo with your mouth if you get too much pressure, you might have been sitting on a promise for 20 years. And some of you guys say, well, Pastor Chris, God is not that. The God is not that, you know, difficult to please. I didn't say it was difficult to please, but what happens if you had that bad day at the wrong moment? So here's my questions. Next time, 
you're having an emotional response or something feels like it's going on emotionally, ask yourself these three questions. Why am I feeling like this? Why? I don't feel like nobody cares. I don't feel like I'm being treated fair. I don't know, whatever it is. Now, I'm not saying you could have validity even what you're feeling, but you got to ask yourself, people could be doing this weird stuff, but guess what? Somebody might cuss you out. Look, hey, you know what? It's happened to me, right? What, what, what's my response? Why am I feeling like this? Maybe you're worried. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you got care. Maybe you got problems. Maybe it's related to something somebody said to you. I don't know. Maybe somebody's still saying it. Maybe it's been years you've been walking with this. Maybe whatever. Ask yourself this major question. Why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling angry? Why am I feeling upset? You know, the kids the other day, I won't mention who did what or what did who, but it was funny. They were being mean to one another, you know? And they started saying stuff that was mean, and it was really, um, it was, a lot of it was untrue. You know, like kids do, you know, like, you know, you, you know, you smell like dirty pickles, you know, or whatever, you know, kids are whack. And, you know, well, you know, you look like, you know, you, you're so ugly, you look like, you know what I mean? Everybody got those, you know, you guys, you know, play, right? They play around a little bit. Like, oh, you're so, you're so nasty or, you know, whatever, one of, they're ever one of those kind of things. And, you know, I could tell they were hurting one another's feelings, even though what they were saying was untrue. It was like, you know what I mean? You, you know, you, you look like, you know, Sasquatch or something, you know what I mean? Obviously, you don't look like Sasquatch. You're not, you have hair all over you. You're not 12 foot tall, and you don't, you don't smell like the great outdoors. I get it. Obviously, there's no truth in what we're saying, but the, but the atmosphere behind it was hurtful. And I picked it up, and I said, why, why would you be feeling such a sort of way when, when somebody said something to you wasn't true to begin with? Think about it. Why are we like that? So like, you know, some of you know what I'm talking about. Like, I thought I walked around for a week, don't I? I was Sasquatch. Why? You knew that person wasn't telling the truth. Why do we let? Why am I feeling like this? Because sometimes we let stuff in we shouldn't let in. You need to filter. Here's number two. Is what I'm really feeling real? You know what I'm saying? Is what I'm feeling real? Is this even real? Or is this just lies? Is it true? Remember Elijah got so discouraged when he got out there? He basically hid. And God's like, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm the only one in all of Israel that serves you. And God said, are you kidding me? I got people all over serving me. Chill out. You're acting like the, you're the only one trying to do the right thing in the whole world. That's not true. You get, you get warped in this thing sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the only one where I got that martyr syndrome, you know? That's a big one. Is what I'm feeling even truth? Is it real? Is it even got any substance of it? Like, he's feeling, he, he's thinking a certain way, Elijah, and now he's depressed himself because of his wrong thinking and his emotional response, and God's going to try to get his attention, but guess what? God ain't going to, you ain't going to get God, God cannot get your attention if you're going to still deny it. 
And here's a big one too. Is thinking like this going to put me over? Is thinking like this going to help me? Is thinking like this, is this hurting me? Is having this thought, you know, creating these feelings. Are these feelings good for me or bad for me? Are these feelings positive for me or not positive for me? Is this love or is this fear? Is this hope or is this despair? Is this, come on, we've got to compartmentalize it. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought of something so good. Like, okay, say you got a thought and it's wrong or you got a thought and it's right. Here's what we got to ask you. Will this thought that I'm having right now and this sort of way I'm feeling, will this get me what I want in life? You know what I'm saying? So like, you gotta be like, okay, so everybody gets discouraged, right? Or everybody has an emotional response. We understand that. But you ever just feel like, can I, ki- can I keep meditating on this thought and this get me what I want and where I wanna be in life? If not, you need to replace that thought. You need to replace your emotions. Your emotions are the voice of your soul. Jesus has understanding of your feeling, okay? But some of these feelings, you're not allowed to have. Now, people ain't gonna like that, but that's the truth. You gotta filter your feelings. I I thought of something so good. Um, You gotta master your moods. Write that down. You gotta, you know, if you're moody, you gotta master it. You know, sometimes you got these um, weird feelings and they got no reason to have them. Well, where'd it come from? Emotional responders are dangerous and cannot be, um, they cannot be accepted if they're, if they're not the right receptors. You got to reject them. You ever like, you ever, all right, you ever do, I, this just happened to me, right? This just happened to me. I, I was doing something, and uh, I went somewhere, and I had to go pay for something, and everybody in the place seen me walk in. You know what I mean? And they're like, you know, it was like, it was, it was like, a, it was a, a tire thing. You know what I mean? It wasn't even like I had to pay. I just had to do some paper stuff, and I walk in, and the manager saw me, and the other guy saw me, and they kept going about doing what they're doing. I was like, why doesn't somebody just leave what they're doing, come here for three minutes, give me this paperwork, and let me get the heck out of here? no. They're jerking around, and they're doing this, and they're doing that. And all the while I'm there, I'm getting irritated. I'm like, why don't you just, just get, I got to get the key and swap paper. That's it. And you're filling the tire, and you're doing this. And I'm waiting, and it's, it wasn't long, but I became impatient. Well, guess what happened? I became increasingly irritated and started feeling some kind of way on the inside. Was it true? Yeah, I'm frustrated because the service was slow. Now, question, was my emotion helping me or hurting me? It's not helping me because the next thing is I'm going to get angry and I'm going to say something and it's going to be stupid. So basically, do you get better service by getting angry? Absolutely not. I was getting out of there when I was getting out of there. 
Does nagging work? Has it ever? Right? When, okay, how about this one? Do, does, this is a good one, right? When somebody tells you all the things you're doing wrong, does it make you want to change? No, it makes you get defensive. So when you ask yourself these questions, it's going to emotionally detach yourself from a response that we don't maybe want you to have. You'll get a better grip on how you're feeling by understanding why you're feeling. And you need to understand spiritual growth must occur. Because you got to master your moods. Oh, I like that. I like that, man. Write that down. You got to master your moods. If you, you could change your thinking, you could change your feeling, but you got to master your mood. That's Philippians 2 and 5. And I, I'm going to show you this. I don't, do we got the Living Bible? It's, T, it's the TLB. If we got it, that would be great. Pop that up there. Look at this. This, thing's, this, this scripture is nasty, man. He just said the word of God is nasty. I might be the only preacher in America ever said this is nasty. Look at this. Look at this. You, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, oh, you got, oh, no, that's NLT. You got uh, t, uh, the TLB. If we got TLB, the Living Bible. We might not have it. If we don't have it, I, I, I'll read it. It's really good. Don't have it? It says this. Listen to what it says. You can leave that up there. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. I like that. Listen to what the Living Bible says. Your attitude should be the kind that was shown us by Jesus Christ. That's nasty. Your attitude should be the same kind of attitude we saw with Jesus. When he said, let this mind be in you also, which was in Christ Jesus, what he's saying is, you should have the same kind of attitude as Jesus. And what are we all going to say? I'm not Jesus. Well, Jesus said you should still have my attitude even though you ain't me. You got to learn how to master your moods. Your emotions can hold you back. You could change it or you could redirect it. But you cannot be emotionally driven. Some of these things need to be changed. Some emotions are destructive. You're not allowed to have them. They can be damaging. They can be hurtful. And they can make you ineffective in life. And the only way to get better at that is you got to change that thought. That thought leads to that emotion, and that emotion is not good or safe. Because what people don't understand is this. Your attitude includes your emotions. Jesus told you how you're supposed to be feeling. You know, and then you remember we used to have that wristband on your wrist. What would Jesus do? Y'all threw them away. Ain't nobody got that no more, you know, like. What would Jesus do? You know, everybody, you ever have that Jesus that followed you around the house? That picture of Jesus? You ever see that thing? You know, there was this Jesus thing. It was like 3D looking thing. And you know, every time you walked around the room, wherever you went, like Jesus was watching you. It's kind of creepy to be straight. But what would Jesus do? Remember that? Yeah, what he wouldn't be doing. He wouldn't be doing a lot of things I'm doing. What would Jesus, would, you know, would, would, would Jesus get irritated with people? Would Jesus be yelling at people? 
Would Jesus be up all night long, wringing his hands, worried about what's going to happen? Would Jesus be full of afraid, fear, worry, and fret? Would Jesus be like, you know, would Jesus be? No, Jesus wouldn't be doing none of that. Right? So what do we got to do? Anything that doesn't make you do and respond like Jesus, you need to get rid of. If Jesus, would Jesus respond to my husband like that? Would Jesus respond to your kids like that? Would Jesus respond to your wife like that? Would that be Jesus? No. Then guess what? You got to drop the attitude. You got to redirect your feelings sometimes. Your greatest ministry will sometimes not come out of the strengths and success, but sometimes it comes out of your deepest pain. So you got to ask yourself, emotional, I like to call it emotional currency, okay? If you got enough emotional currency, you're going to be okay. You know what I mean by that? But if not, you're margin. So be careful that you're not becoming a responder emotionally, but you're becoming a person of action responsibly. So I'm not becoming a responder uh, out of emotions. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm an action and I'm acting responsibly. Very important. It's the difference of, I think it's, it's sometimes I think it's, I really believe it's the difference of being going over and under. Because if you're not careful, what you'll do is you'll get locked in this emotional place and you'll start responding out of it. Well, I'm not happy. Well, you got to still get over it. So let's start working on our emotional currency and let's start growing spiritually. You cannot emotionally respond. Now, you might say, well, Pastor Chris, you're trying to say I got to be a robot and I'm not supposed to have emotions. That is not what I'm saying. You can have a feeling. You just cannot respond out of your feelings. You can have a feeling, but not all feelings are good. You can have a feeling, you can have emotions, but not every emotion that you have is going to lead you to faith. You have to filter your emotions, and you have to live strong in the currency of emotions. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I just thank you right now. At each and every person listening tonight, I thank you that they tuned in. I thank you, God, that they're sharing this message to help people. And if they've been walking through emotional stress, emotional pivot points. They need to make some emotional changes. I pray that this message will give them the faith and give them, give them the favor and the ability to see and know greater than ever before so they'll make the right decisions in life. And they're not going to be led by their emotions or from their emotions. And they're not going to be like a yo-yo Christian, but they're going to be strong in your ability and your power to constantly stay stable in every single stable life. Because they understand that your word never changes and neither do you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, guys. I'm so excited. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for growing with us. Thank you for sharing this. And remember, I'm going to see you Sunday, 9 and 1030. We're having an awesome time. We're getting ready. Summit's right around the corner. We've got a lot of stuff going on here at Relevant Church. Check this out. Here come the announcements. Stay for a minute. Watch this announcement. We're going to talk about everything that's upcoming. And remember this. Your emotional position 
has to be filtered through the word of God. And you're going to ask yourself, can I even believe that? Because if you can't believe it, you've got to get rid of it. You've got to change what you're thinking. I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. I love you, and I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.